0: Hello, my name is William Wexler. I lead the Middle East programs at the Atlantic Council.
1: And I'm Elisa Catalano-Ewers with the Center for New American Security.
0: And this is a Conversation 6 discussion. Uh, Alisa, we're going to talk about the Middle East and our presence in the Middle East. Can you tell us a little bit about um, about what the debate is right now?
1: Well, I think at a strategic level, there is a very heated debate around what it means to be in this next phase after two significant wars in the Middle East region, broadly speaking. right? We are, as the Biden administration has announced, leaving Afghanistan. Uh, We have changed dramatically our role in Iraq. And for the better part of two decades, this has been the central area of focus for our foreign policy and national security. And so a lot of the debate is around kind of turning the page on that chapter. So leaving this part of the world, turning our attention to threats that are more worthy of of the U.S., looking to the Indo-Pacific. And as a derivative of that, this idea that we must leave the Middle East, whether that's from a military perspective, um, potentially even from a kind of a political focus as well, and and really put our our resources and our political focus elsewhere. Uh, And, and, you know, at this moment where everything is, is internally focused with uh, our, you know, our problems at home, um, there's, a, there's a real kind of strength behind this narrative that leaving the region makes sense.
0: You know, the, I think when people have these debates, we need to start at the beginning, which is what are our interests? Why are we there in the first place? And, um, you know, the interests have stayed relatively consistent over decades, um, uh, well, well before George W. Bush's decision to invade Iraq and our more recent experience. It includes ensuring that the vital energy resources from the region continue to be extracted and shipped around the world. It includes supporting a delicate balance of power that promotes regional security and protects allies like Israel. It includes uh, thwarting adversaries like peer competitors from expanding their harmful inf- influence and undermining goals um, like Russia, like, like Iran, potentially China. It includes disrupting terrorist threats to Americans, uh, preventing the regional proliferation of weapons of mass destruction, and overall encouraging bilateral trade and economic prosperity. These things have been consistent. What has been Inconsistent is our approach to protecting these interests, and basically, the way that I see it is there was about fifty years from 1953 to 2003 of consistent policy in Republican and Democratic administrations, um, where we were fundamentally a status quo power, and then after 2003, when after the invasion of of, uh, of Iraq, we the United States suddenly became the greatest threat to The status quo, and it was that change that has actually, ironically, been continued in different fashions ever since. That um, uh, that's led to a lot of the instability and, and sorrow in the in the region today. And the problem with the people who want to get us out of the Middle East and withdraw uh, forever is, you know, they've been making the same argument literally ever since the end of World War II. Um, they have to assume that what happened in 2003 was the same thing as what happened before in order for their argument to have merit. But in fact, it was the exact opposite. Our policies changed 180 degrees. Um, and what they find though is the audience is more receptive to these old arguments um, because of our, uh, our disappointing experiences in both Iraq and Afghanistan. Why don't in the minute and a half or so left that we have, um, Alyssa, why don't you talk about what our presence uh, actually does um, in the region, and and uh, uh, and what it accomplishes uh, against those interests.
1: You're exactly right in how in how you framed those interests, and and I think to a large extent, what we currently have in terms of, and when we talk about posture or presence in the region. It includes lots of different things, right? And we don't have enough time to to go into that here, but it's more than just troop numbers. It is facilities and basing that we've had for for decades that we haven't invested in. It's other assets that are used against those very interests that you've outlined. And so it's all of this in in aggregate. It's really uh, not just a question of numbers of troops. That is just one piece of it. And what is there seeks to do very much what you've outlined. One uh, is to ensure that, the homeland is protected, and that means you know, protecting, disrupting, otherwise ensuring that attacks are uh, terrorist attacks are not possible. It's protecting these vital waterways for commercial activity for you know, 12 to 15 percent of global trade, not just uh, trade with particular countries, but, but globally. And that includes our allies in Europe. It includes our allies in, in the Indo-Pacific. Uh, and it is to thwart the kinds of threats, particularly proliferation threats, as you've outlined, um, by, by being able to detect and otherwise disrupt the activities that present most the most pressing threats to the United States and its allies. So that's, that's in a nutshell what we do when we're, when we're in the region and leaving it doesn't make a whole lot of sense in that context.